Before we start this episode, I would like to just put a quick disclaimer that all opinions in this podcast are mine and not a Spirit Live or Toronto Metropolitan University. Hello and welcome to today's edition of High Flyers, the podcast where we talk about the players who don't get talked about. My name is Kaden Angie and it's episode 7 already. Um, After a little bit of a break, we are back and today we are going to be talking about one thing in particular, which is the trade deadline, which is tomorrow. Um, and it has been a while, so let me kind of talk about what our whole podcast is about. Um, at Five Flyers, identify um, a certain amount of players. I think it was around 50 or so players who are going to have a breakout season this year. And I've been monitoring their... Um, how much they've improved, and I post uh, all the players on High Flyers Pod. It's on Instagram at High Fire Hat uh, at High Flyers Pod, and over there you can see a list of the players. You can see their teams. They love graphic design work, um, and yeah, that's where you can find it. All the players, and so we're gonna be monitoring these players, and at the same time we're gonna be talking about current events in basketball, um, what's going on, trades rumors, signings, everything that has to do with basketball. We're going to be covering it all. And like I said today, our goal is to be talk about the trade deadline. And for that, I have a little bit of a, I'm not going to call it a game, but like just a topic to talk about. And I'll get to that in a second. Also, another thing which I wanted to do was to talk a little bit about the high flyer of the week. Um, which, if, if you guys don't know, uh, every week I identify one of the players who are high flyers who has had an amazing week, and they're known as a high flyer of the week. And so I did weeks one through four, I believe, um, throughout the previous podcast. And between the last podcast and now, there's been just a bunch of weeks. So I'm going to cover from weeks four to ten in this podcast, if I get a chance to, and then I'll do the rest in our next podcast. Um and then finally, I'm going to have a little bit of a game called the mystery player, which I will tell you guys about, and then we can leave. And as you guys know, you know how I roll with the podcast. I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot to do with the intro. I don't have a lot to do with the conclusion. I don't have a lot of filler. Um, a lot of this podcast just is, it's a lot about the content. So with that, let's get started. Okay, now it is time for the game that I mentioned before. Actually, you know what? Like I said before, I don't want to call it a game. It's more of like a topic or something. Um, it's more of an idea that I want to discuss about. And that is the trade deadline. And how this is going to work is I'm going to pick one player from every team that will get A traded or B waived. Um, and so I'm going to put all the players out there. I'm going to put a little bit of description why these players. And, you know, there's not not every team will trade a player the trade deadline. That's not reasonable. 
But just for the game, I'm going to just say players which I think will get traded. Um, and then next week, we'll come back after a trade deadline. And we'll see how much I got right. Um, and then the second part of that game is I am going to put a mock trade, a trade that could possibly happen. 99.99% chance it doesn't. But I went on the ESPN trade machine and I w put each of these trades through to make sure that they could happen. Um, all the finances are right. Everything could happen legit. Um, and I just put these trades down where I think that would be the best option for the player to get traded. So let's let's start. Um, and I'm doing this by division. So I'm going to start off with the Atlantic division. And for the Atlantic division, um, I'm going to start with the 76ers. And the player that I think will get traded is Furkan Korkmaz. And really the main reason why is that he requested a trade from the 76ers as a fringe rotation player. He's not really needed, and yet he felt like he had the need to request a trade. I'd be surprised if he wasn't traded, or even, I don't know, they, they probably do have to trade him, but you, you know what, you know where he's probably going to be next year, right? Like the Guangdong Golden Tigers. Uh... <laughs> And yeah, I'm just saying it feels odd for a rotation player to request a trade. So I think a good trade for him would be to the Pistons. Um, they would trade Nerlens Noel for Furkan Korkmaz and Matisse Taibou. Because Taibou also, he has time, he has I think one year left on his contract. Another fringe player, amazing defender, but produces nothing on the offensive end. And Nerlens Noel is that backup center piece that the 76ers are really looking for. And they've stated that they're looking for players like Nerlens Noel. And the next team I'm going to be doing is the Celtics. And for the Celtics, they have such a solid team. I don't think that they're going to make too many changes, get rid of any players really. But if they were to get rid of one player, it would have to be Danilo Gallinari. And Danilo, he tore his ACL in the preseason. And he hasn't played a single game. He is a good player, but... How old is he? He's maybe like 35, I think. And it's his second time tearing his ACL in his career. And to tear your ACL at such an old age, it's it's really tough to come back from that. And he has, I believe, it's a $13.3 million two-year contract. So that could be used as like a salary filler for like any sort of trade that the Celtics would have to put through. And the Celtics were also looking for a backup centerpiece which is why I think that they trade to the Spurs, Jakob Pertl for Danilo Gallinari, Peyton Pritchard, and a 2024 protected first-round pick. And the Spurs don't really need Gallinari back or Pritchard back. Actually, Pritchard's a good piece. Um, not really being used on the Celtics. Probably going to leave this summer. But they don't need Danilo Gallinari. He's more of a salary filler. What the Spurs really want is that first-round pick. And it can be protected since they're also giving up a young player. Um, the next team I'm going to be looking at are the Nets. And for the Nets, I have Spencer Dinwiddie. And there's a lot of speculation that the Nets will trade Dinwiddie. They just got him from a trade um, to the Mavericks for Kyrie Irving. And one big thing about Spencer Dinwiddie is that he's a really, he's shooting the three ball really well this season. He's actually shooting 40.5% from three this season, which would make him a great piece for a lot of teams, especially competitors or teams wanting to take that further step to compete. And so a trade that I would propose is Spencer Dinwiddie to the Bulls for Lonzo Ball 
and a 2024 protected first round pick. The Bulls are in dire need for a point guard. Um, Lonzo Ball is probably out for the rest of the season. I know there's a lot of wariness about that. Nobody really knows what's going on. But I think you throw in Lonzo Ball and a protected first round pick, it could go really well for the Nets who are stacking up those first round picks. The next team is the Knicks. And I believe the Knicks are going to trade Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish was sort of an experiment for the Knicks to take on from the Atlanta Hawks. And I don't think that he's really panned out to be the player that they thought he would be. That kind of offensive fire starter play, fire star player. Actually, it's fire starter. Offensive fire starter. And he's fallen out of the rotation. Dibs doesn't give him no minutes anymore. And it's stated that they want two second round picks for him. Um, and there's a lot of teams interested in him too. There's the Nuggets, the Cavs, and the Pistons are interested in him. But the team which I think that he will go to is the Milwaukee Bucks. And the trade that I would do would be Jordan Nuora, Serge Ibaka, and a second round pick for Cam Reddish. I don't know if teams will be willing to give up two second round picks for him, um, but giving them Jordan Nuora, a sort of young, perimeter dependent player, shoot the three ball pretty well, and that veteran presence for Serge Ibaka, who will probably be bought out by the Knicks, um, for Cam Reddish, it seems like a pretty good return. And... Next off, the final team in the Atlantic Division are the Toronto Raptors. And I think they should trade Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet, and this has nothing to do with uh, how I dislike him. Actually, has everything to do with that. But he's a very poor shooter to start with. He can't drive to the net. Um, as a Raptors fan, I want him to go. And he's, he's going towards the end of his contract. And he wants a similar contract to Tyler Hero and Jordan Poole, but he's turning 29 years old. So I don't know what he's been smoking, but I don't know. He's probably going to leave in the offseason, if I'm being honest. But that's why I say that we should try gain as much as as much back as we can for him at this point. And I know that the Magic are were interested in him. So the trade which I would suggest is... The Magic trade Jalen Suggs, Mo Bamba, a 2023 first round pick, and a 2025 large protected first round pick for Fred Van Vliet and Chris Boucher. I don't know if it's asking a little bit too much for him, but I feel like Jalen Suggs, they have a lot of point guards on the Magic. He's not really developing the way they want him to. Mo Bamba, I'm just going to say, he's off the Magic at this point. There's They have no need for him at all. Wendell Carter Jr. and Bull Bull have like taken his place. And then they'll have to throw in a first-round pick and then another lottery-protected first-round pick. It could even be even more protected. Um, just two first-round picks are good. The Raptors need first-round picks. I don't know why they keep on trading theirs away. And then we have the Central Division where we have the Bucks, Serge Ibaka. And I already talked about Serge Ibaka in the Knicks trade, but why would he be traded? Already, it's already said that he's. They're looking for. Uh, they're mutually looking for a new trade partner for Ibaka. He's probably looking for a bigger role or like even getting some minutes. He hasn't even played since January first, right? And so I think Serge Ibaka is off the Bucks, whether it be through trade or a buyout. On the Cavaliers, I'm gonna choose Kevin Love, and that is because he fell out of the rotation. Um. He used to be a six-man-of-the-year candidate last season. I know there's a little bit of gas left in him. 
And I think a lot of contenders can use Kevin Love in in like a positive manner or a team which is rebuilding can use him because he only has one year left on his contract, right? And that could provide a lot of cap relief in the offseason. So this trade is a little bit obtuse, but I'm going to say that Kevin Love will go to the Hornets for Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward also has a terrible contract, but he could provide that perimeter shooting that the Cavs need. Um, and we know he can. And they both have, I think Gordon Hayward has one more year than Kevin Love on his contract. So it's also beneficial for the Hornets to take on Kevin Love this season. And they'll save so much money that Gordon Hayward was ta- costing them in the future. So it kind of helps both sides. Next, I'm going to look at the Bulls for Kobe White. And I know that the Bulls said they weren't looking to trade for them. But I feel like the delusion will slowly disappear with their terrible record. Like, I feel like somebody, someone on the Bulls has to be like some front, some general manager, some some someone has to say, you know what, we have a terrible record. We're 11th in the East, I think. We need to make some changes with the team. And Kobe White is a great place to start. His contract is ending. He hasn't really done anything as a Bulls player. He has lower minutes, lower shots this season. Um, and that's why I think a great trade op- option for Kobe Kobe as well would be the Utah Jazz, who are sure to use him a lot better. And I think that a good trade would be Jared Vanderbilt, who is a solid perimeter defender, something that the Bulls desperately need for Kobe White and a 2024 protected first-round pick. And if it's protected... That's why the Jazz are going to try taking it for that first round pick. Um, and I think it'll really benefit both teams. Next for the Pistons, I have Nerlens Noel. Harry mentioned the trade, him for Furkan Korkmaz and Matisse Thybul. Um, And he's really sought after. As he's really an underrated center with a really cheap contract. And a lot of contending teams can really use them, including the Sixers, the Celtics, the Heat. And so I chose for him to go to the Sixers, as I talked about before. And then the final team in the Central Division, I got the Pacers. And I feel like they're going to trade Goga Bidatse. And he's out of the Pacers rotation. He has no role with the team anymore. They have so many centers. So many centers. It's funny. You got Isaiah Jackson, Miles Turner, um, Jalen Smith. So many centers. They really don't need him. And I think that he could either be waived because really no team wants him. Or I said that he can sign with the Spurs for cash considerations. In other words, absolutely nothing. Uh, I don't think he's worth that much. The next team I want to talk about is this. Oh, the next division I want to talk about is Southeast Division. And the team I'll start with is John. No, not John. The team I want to start with is the Atlanta Hawks. And the player, John Collins. And probably hear this every single year. He's been on the trading block for years, but no team is willing to take him because of his long-term expensive contract. So I think the best trade option for him is to go to the Miami Heat for Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, and a 2024 first-round pick. It doesn't seem like the Heat are giving up too much, but Caleb Martin for some perimeter work, um, and that first round pick would prove beneficial to the Hawks who like gave up what five first round picks for DeJounte Murray. Um, and Duncan Robinson, maybe could revitalize his career 
as one one used to be one of the best shooters in the NBA, right? His contract's terrible, but maybe he'll fit better with the Hawks. So next team we're going to go is the Hornets, and we have Mason Plumley, And Mason Plumley's growing into a mini Jokic. He's averaging 12, 10, and 4. That's amazing. He's much better than Ben Simmons at this point with like a portion of the contract. And the Hornets will look to sell somewhat high as he has one year on his contract. Um, and so I think a good trade for Mason Plumley would be to the Kings. Um, they can trade Rishon Holmes in a second round pick for Mason Plumley, And I think that's the best that the Hornets will get for Mason Plumley. Really, he's only guaranteed half the season. And I know that the Hornets are really interested in bringing Rishon Holmes to Charlotte. And the next team I'm going to be talking about is the Miami Heat. And for the Heat, I got Kyle Lowry. And why? He hasn't really worked out for the Heat. He has one year left on his contract. The Heat have been looking, uh, like they've been looking for a player to trade him with. Lowry's been out for three games for personal reasons. It means he's probably going to get traded. I think the best location for Kyle Lowry would be reuniting him with Storm and Norman and Kawhi Leonard on the LA Clippers. And a trade could look similar to this. It could be Marcus Moore Sr., John Wall, and a 2023 second round pick for Kyle Lowry. I think the Heat aren't going to get much better. Marcus Morris will be a solid part of the Heat. He's a great shooter. Um, he's a great wing player that they can use. And John Wall, they can try him out on point guard, see how that would work. I think that they're going to look towards a buyout market Try finding a point guard from there. And yeah, the next team I got is the Magic, and I think it's Terrence Ross. And he's out of the rotation. He really doesn't fit with the team. He can, be, he can really benefit a contender with shooting, and he really deserves a chance to play with a competitor, in my opinion. And that's why I think that he's going to be bought out by the Magic, and he's going to be signed by the LA Lakers, who need him for that shooting. And I think that his play style fits what the Lakers want to be. You kind of get what I'm saying? And finally, the last team in the Eastern Conference, we got the Wizards. And the Wizards will be with Will Barton. And he's also fallen out of the rotation. Hasn't lived up to his Nuggets performance, how he played with the Nuggets last year. He has one year left on his contract. And that's why I think that he can go to the Mavericks. I think that Davis Bertans in a 2024 second round pick will suffice for Will Barton. Davis Bertans, not the best player, especially for the Mavericks. He was good on the Wizards. Um, they also could get that second round pick. And I think that's the best they can get for Will Barton. And now, let's get to the Western Conference. Alright, now let's get to the Western Conference. Starting with the Northwest Division. And the first team I got are the Denver Nuggets. And I think their trade candidate is going to be Nation Busy Bones Highland. This is because, well, the Nuggets were saying they were looking to trade him after he had like a falling out with Mike Malone. Unfortunately, Bones can't play a lick of defense, but he's great at offense and is young. He has such a high ceiling. And on the right team, given the right circumstance, I feel like he can really flourish. And the Nuggets will be looking for a first-round pick for him. 
And the team which I think he will go to is the Hornets. And he will be traded for Jalen McDaniels, a 2023 second round pick from Boston, and a 2025 second round pick. I really don't think they're going to get a first round pick for them. So the best they can do is two decent second round picks for him and a solid player in Jalen McDaniels who could really benefit the Nuggets. Because the Nuggets are a win now team and he's a good win now player. Next, let's go to the Timberwolves. And I think the Timberwolves are trading D'Angelo Russell. Because, well, he just doesn't fit with the T-Wolves. And I don't think they use him properly. Anthony Edwards has transformed into a primary ball handler, leaving D'Angelo Russell with no real role with the team. And his contract is over at the end of the season. He's going to become an unrestricted free agent. So I think the best trade that they can get for D'Angelo Russell will be to the Wizards. Um, and I have Kyle Kuzma and Will Barton for D'Angelo Russell and a 2023 second round pick. And I think this is a solid trade all around. Kyle Kuzma would be great for the Timberwolves, have some of that perimeter shooting. Um, Will Barton may also help, might also get, he might get bought out to be honest. Um, or maybe he'll flourish in this new role like he did on the Nuggets. But D'Angelo will have a great opportunity to be the primary ball handler on the Wizards. I think that he'll fit pretty well with Bradley Beal. And they're going to give an extra second round pick just because Kyle Kuzma is more of a younger player. And the next team I'm going to be looking at is are the Trailblazers. And I think they're going to trade Josh Hart. He has a $12.9 million declining contract. And he's just a great player. He's great at rebounding, hustling, shooting. He's like a do-it-all type of player. And I think he's going to go to the Cavaliers. And I think the Cavs will trade Karis LeVert, Raul Neto, and a second-round pick, a 2025 second-round pick for Josh Hart and Justice Winslow. Um, Justice Winslow will probably just be used for salary matching purposes. And I think that it benefits the Trailblazers. They get that second-round pick. Karis LeVert has a chance to flourish there. I think he has a couple more years than Josh Hart. Um, and I think that the Cavs would be great with Josh Hart. They'd love him. He'd fit so well with the team. So much better than Okoro. And next team is the Thunder. Darius Baisley. And he does a whole lot of nothing. He is probably, if I'm going to be honest, I'm sorry Darius. You're probably not going to listen to this, but... I'm sorry, Darius, but you're probably one of the most useless players in the NBA. Um, and you play for the Thunder, man. So, and I think they're going to look to offload him. And I think the best trade they can get is Alex Len and a 2028 second round pick for Darius Baisley. I don't know. Alex Len, another garbage player, but, you know, I think that's the best they can get for him. And finally, we have the Utah Jazz, Malik Beasley. And he has a declining contract as well. And he's a top shooter off the bench for the Jazz. He really is a six-man-of-the-year candidate, if I'm being honest. And he fits the needs of a lot of contenders. He is so good from three. And I think that a team that he'll really fit on will be the New York Knicks. And I think that the trade will go similar to Derrick Rose, a 2023 second-round pick and a 2026 second-round pick for Malik Beasley. The Jazz will really be looking towards those two second-round picks. And Derrick Rose is probably going to be bought out and he can probably go to any team. So let's move on to the Pacific Division where we have the Warriors as our first team. And I think you could all guess who I'm going to say should be traded from the Warriors. Mr. James Wiseman. Why? He's just not good. He's not a good player. 
And really, I think they can cash in for a lot more depth on the team. And a trade that I would have is a one-for-one trade. P.J. Washington for James Wiseman. P.J. Washington has a declining contract. I think he could fit well with the depth of for the Warriors. Well, James Wiseman, the Hornets love James Wiseman. I remember when they were doing like the pre-draft workouts and everything. And I think that he can really revitalize his career alongside a, playing with a great point guard like LaMelo. Um, and I think it benefits both the player and both the teams, which is really great for basketball in general. I think that's a good chance to be traded. But... I'll be really surprised if James Wiseman is still on the Warriors at the end of the trade deadline. Same goes for Moses Moody, but I, I actually think that Moses Moody has a little bit higher of a ceiling. So, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. The next team is the Clippers. And let's start off with John Wall. He isn't working out the way the Clippers thought he would. He's still injury prone. I don't really think that he has much of a career at this point. No hate on John Wall, but... I already said that I think he'd be traded to the Heat, as I mentioned, part of that Marcus Morris, Kyle Lowry type trade. And let's move on to the Lakers. And for the Lakers, I put Russell Westbrook, a player who I respect so much, but the Lakers just don't seem to respect him as much. He isn't working out with them. He's constantly the scapegoat in like every situation for them. Um, LA media hates him for some reason. And although he was the... I think he was favored to be six man of the year at this point. He'll probably get traded to a team like the Jazz or the Spurs or the Pacers who will probably buy him out because of all their cap space. Um, in this circumstance, I did a trade um, to, for him to the Spurs. And the trade would go something like Doug McDermott and Josh Richardson for Russell Westbrook, a 2027 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick. Um, they'd have. To, I think the Lakers will have to give up a first round pick to get rid of Westbrook just because of his contract. And they're getting back Doug McDermott, who's an amazing shooter, um, terrible on defense, but great shooter, and Josh Richardson, who's an amazing two way player. And I, I don't know. I think Russell Westbrook will probably be bought out from there, and he'll probably look to go signing with a competitor. Uh, I think that he should sign with the Bulls. I think that'd be awesome to have him on the Bulls. They don't have a point guard for the rest of the season. And let's let's take a look at the next team. The Suns, Jay Crowder, hasn't played a game this year. He has some issues with coaching regarding his role. Um, but people forget that he's one of the best 3 and D defenders in the NBA. He had a great... He was great in the playoffs for the Heat, especially against the Bucks. I don't know if you guys remember, but he, he kind of like... He owned Giannis at one point. Of the playoffs, big reason why they reached the finals, and I think Giannis will get back for that by trading for him. So I think he's going to the Bucks for Grayson Allen and a second round pick for Jay Crowder. I think that should suffice. Grayson Allen's a decent player; he'll fit well with the Suns um, because he's unlikable like all the other Suns players. I'm just kidding, but he he is. I'm not going to say he's not, but he's a pretty good shooter. A second round pick is also beneficial for this kind of trade. Um, and yeah, I think that he's going to the Bucks. Next off, we're going to go with the Kings, who are going to trade Rishon Holmes. He's fallen in and out of the rotation with the Kings. He used to be so good. I, I remember saying I want him on the rafters, but he's he's really fallen off, I guess. He's also had some legal disputes, 
And he has two years left on a four-year, $46 million contract, fairly expensive. And he's 29 years old right now. And like I mentioned before, I think that he's going to go get traded to the Hornets as part of that Mason Plumley type swap deal. Um, now let's hit with the last division in the NBA, the Southwest Division. And let's start off with the Mavericks. And the Mavericks have JaVale McGee. Um, JaVale, he signed to a three-year deal and he's just not panning out. He doesn't fit the rotation. He's a veteran shot blocker though and he has valuable playoff experience which can make him a buyout candidate at some point. But I think his best bet is to get traded to the Pistons. Um, JaVale McGee and just throwing a couple second round picks. The 2023 second and a 2024 second round pick for Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox is not a good player by any means. Um, I actually think, I, I'm, I literally wonder why he's in the league. He should be playing for Guangdong. But I guess he's still there. I think the Mavericks would really like anything rather than JaVale being on their team. Even taking on someone like Kevin Knox. Because it frees up so much space for... I think they're they're bound to make a big move now. I think with Luka, with Kyrie, they need like a third kind of solid, solid player. Um, and I think that freeing up the space that JaVale takes off is good. And for the Rockets, I have Eric Gordon. And he's the one piece that doesn't fit in with the rest of the Rockets roster. He's a lot older than them. Um, he's a veteran presence. But he's an extraordinary player. He, a lot of people forget that he's a former All-Star. And his career average is 36.9% from three, which is amazing for a career average. And I think that he's going to be going to the Pelicans. Or should I say back to the Pelicans? And I think he's going to get traded for Devontae Graham, Garrett Temple, and a first-round pick. I think Devontae Graham and Garrett Temple are more of salary fillers. I think that Rockets are just trying to look for that first-round pick and... I think the Pelicans, with their large amount, will be willing to give it up for a veteran shooter like um, Eric Gordon, who would prove very valuable on the Pelicans. And we got three teams left. Let's start off with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think it's going to be Danny Green is going to get traded. And he just came off a torn ACL from last season. And the real reason I think he's going to be traded is for salary filler. And I think he's going to the Pistons. I think it's going to be Alec Burks for Danny Green and a 2024 second round pick. Alec Burks is a phenomenal three-point shooter and would fit great on the Grizzlies. Danny Green would go to the Pistons, probably ride out the rest of his contract. The Pistons would keep that second round pick and they'll be happy. And next, let's go to the Pelicans. And like I mentioned before, Devontae Graham, I think, is going to get traded. He had two or maybe three good seasons with the Hornets. But like after that, he's, he's fallen off. A cool fact is he's never shot above 40% from the field, which is like horrendous. And he's been replaced by Jose Alvarado. So the Pelicans don't need him. And so, like I said, I think he'll be part of that Eric Gordon trade to the Rockets. And on the Spurs, the last team on the league, I already mentioned who it was, Jakob Pertl. And he's been shopped around for around a year or so. And a lot of teams are looking for a defensive-minded big like him. The market is wide open for him. He's a phenomenal player. I think given the right opportunity, he can really shine. He can really show how good how good he is at blocks, at rebounds. Um, I remember from like his Toronto days till when he came to the Spurs, how much he's grown as a player. I know Toronto's super interested in him. I know that 
a lot of competitors are interested, 76ers. Um, I think the team willing to give up that first round pick should be the team who gets him. And I think that the Celtics will give up that pick because think about it. Jakob Pertl is that backup center when you have Robert Williams as your first. I think they'd win the championship, if I'm being honest, with just that one small move. Um, maybe I'm being too much. But yeah, that is all I got for y'all regarding the trade deadline. Let's see how many I get right. All right, guys. We are reaching the toward we're going towards the end of this podcast. And I want to start off by saying we are not going to get to the high flyers of the week this week, but that's okay because next week I am going to get to them. And when I get to them, I'm going to go in depth. I'm going to talk a little bit about it, and it's not going to be all rushed. Um I want to end today with a little game that we can play and it's called the mystery player game and so how it works is I'm going to give you player A and a player B and so we're going to compare the two players statistically and it's going to be offense it's offense based like I'm not going to put any defense into this but I want you guys to select who's the better player so player A averages 21 points per game 6 rebounds per game 11 assists per game and he shoots 45% from the field, 39% from three, and 86% free throw. Okay? And then we got player B, who averages 20 points per game, 4 rebounds per game, 10 assists per game. And he shoots 48% from the field, 40% from three, and 86% free throw. And so, you guys could message me on Hive at High Flyers Pod on Instagram and tell me who you think these two players are. Next week, I'll break who the two players are and just talk a little bit about why I chose these two players. And if you guys kind of guessed already, they're both guards. Um, and yeah, that's like a new game that we're going to be playing. We'll play this every week. I have a lot of, like guys, I have a lot more games planned throughout this new kind of section of High Flyers Starting off with episode 7. And we're going to just go on. We're going to play more games. It's going to be a lot more fun. Um, And yeah. I just want to thank you guys once again. For listening to the podcast. We're reaching an end. Um, Thanks for your support. And thank you guys once again for listening. Goodbye. Good night. Good morning. Good evening. Whenever. Wherever you're watching this. Have a great day.